morning crypto. Good morning, Warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We have the top crypto researcher on the planet, also known as the Italian Stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto, is back on this Monday morning. Happy Monday, Johnny. An innovator in the NFT space, bringing passive income and community together through the balance of light and dark, Selman G, also known as G Investing, is here to do some technical analysis on this Monday. Hello, Selman. And joining us today is an OG crypto Goliath, the head of 3T Security and a proud supporter of the Diamond Hands community, Gonzo. Welcome back in on this Monday morning. Very excited to have all of you. So today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how Goldman Sachs and Barclays both plan to take digital asset adoption mainstream. We break down what happens when the floodgates open. Global authorities are coming together to regulate crypto, calling it one of the three C's changing our world today. C-19, climate, and crypto are all influencing our future. The United States and the UK are moving quickly towards stablecoin regulation, doubling down on the guidelines necessary for merging into a digital economy. And we have a fascinating clip from Michael Saylor and Kathy Woods on the future price of Bitcoin, stating seven figures is a given. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So hello, everybody, and welcome back on this beautiful Monday morning. We are done with our bearish price action. It seems like we're bottoming out here. We'll start off with Johnny Crypto. Johnny Crypto, no XRP background, but I'm sure you're accumulating. How are you feeling on this Monday? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Good morning, everybody. How are you today? And also, I just want to give a shout out to all of our warriors who show up every single day for the live chat here. Actually, I kind of think as I think about them, they're like always here. They're maniacs. So I kind of want to call them. Those are our crypto maniacs. So thank you for all you maniacs for showing up every single day to listen to the show. We appreciate you. We love you. And we got some good stuff for you today. Johnny Crypto, I see the sleeve monster was lurking at your house this weekend. What happened to the sleeves on that shirt, buddy? Well, you know, obviously, you know, with the crypto market tanking and crashing, I had to cut the sleeves off and sell them. (laughs) You're going to have to explain to me how those things are correlated after the stream, because I think you're going to need a big explanation. We'll (laughs) go down to Selman here. Selman, how are you feeling on this beautiful Monday? And how do you feel about this price action we're experiencing? Um, Hey, thank you so much. Um, It's it's, um, always great to have like dips, right? But of course, we need to design our own strategy for that. Some people are very frustrated. Some people see it as a blessing. So I'm actually pretty excited, you know, um, next to the crypto uh, fund, we're also building an NFT project and we got lots of stuff going on. We uh, we are really determined to build a very um, solid project that, you know, will pretty much like will be heard everywhere in the NFT space. So I'm very happy for that. And that's why I'm super excited. Awesome. So I'm very excited to have you. And I'm interested to see what you have to say about the market overall, because we're getting some very interesting price action. I'd love to go down to Gonzo here. Gonzo, are you repping that Diamond Hands gear again, my man? Yep. As always, as always. Good morning, everybody. Just feeling very uh, blessed and very grateful to be here. Um, as always, love you guys. But uh, yeah, you know, we got, looks like we got a little bit of relief in the market. So definitely You should be implementing whatever your strategy is. And if you're going to be one of those people that are going to, you know, pull some profits or take some money off the table, then uh, when we get some of this relief, then it'd probably be a good time to do that. A lot of time, a lot of time in the market to be accumulating right now. We're really unsure about where the market's going to go as a whole, but it does seem like we're going to experience these low prices for at least a few months here. But we'll hop into this thing the same way we always do by showing you guys our Twitter account at 3 t at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter, where you get access to our entire team. We tweet there daily. We also hold weekly uh, spaces live every single Thursday at 8 p.m. So please go join us and ask us your questions. We love talking to you. The Fear and Greed Index is in extreme fear this morning. We have climbed slightly above where we were on Friday. We are sitting at a 14. Johnny Crypto, is there anything you want to address this morning? Yeah, so first off, my computer is moving so slow, I can't even move my mouse to click the button. So (laughs) make sure you guys are controlling the screen here. But yeah, no, at the end of the day, you know, I'm not surprised we're sitting down here in this zone. I'm actually very, very, I'm just going to sound maybe not great, but I'm very happy that we're in the fear zone because I'm buying. 
I'm buying. I can't wait till we get to the next screen and I'll start sharing what we're buying. But to me, guys, this is a freaking opportunity. So excited. I think, Abs, you said it pre-show, which is really cool. You know, this time around, we kind of know what we're doing. And so it's kind of cool to, to be in this zone where, where things have pulled back. You know, some of this stuff has pulled back 90%. And it's like, holy shit, everything's on sale. And it's time to start buying. So, yeah, can't wait to jump into what we're doing. And we've been talking about this forever, right? We're going to experience these 80%, 90% pullback on the altcoins, but it's all speculation until it happens. And now that it's happened, we're going to talk about what we're accumulating. But we're going to hop into the total coin market cap this morning. We are sitting at $1.265 trillion this morning. Bitcoin's sitting at 44% dominance. Ethereum is at 19%. Bitcoin is sitting at 29500 Ethereum is at two grand flat. XRP is holding this $0.41 cent range. We have Cardano at 55 cents, Kronos at 18 cents, Stellar at 13 cents, and Hedera Hashgraph is sitting at 9999 cents flat, people. I'd love to go to Johnny Crypto and then back down to Gonzo. What are you guys looking at in the market this morning? There's so many low prices across the board. What are you focused on accumulating? I'm going to tell you, that's the problem. I just don't have enough money right now <laughs> to start emptying out credit cards. Zero percent credit cards are coming up soon. Don't do that at home, folks. That's very dangerous. But uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm taking, I'm taking a little extra money that we got coming in every month, uh, every week now. So before I was kind of just doing a little bit on a monthly basis. Now I'm actually weekly. So weekly, I'm sending in money, sending a bunch of money last night into BitTrue and Kraken. And uh, I bought I bought some Songbird, uh, you know, with the announcement of Flare possibly finally launching in uh, July, I loaded up on a little more Flare, so I got some Flare. Don't awesome. hold your breath, Johnny. Don't hold your breath. No, I'm not. I'm not. I tweeted them out. I challenged them. Let's see if they actually deliver. I don't think they will, but you know what? Now's a great time to buy Songbird at two cents. I mean, are you kidding me? Two freaking cents. So I'm buying some Songbird and buying some Flare. I love my WTK. I'm going to continue to load up because I think that one has huge potential by 2025 because of its low there's a very low max coin flow. it's only got 250 million coins that's it so imagine it gets 10 billion that's that's a pretty good valuation and then um uh pro and casper so those are kind of the ones that i'm just continuing to to load the bags on those four or five and i'm just going to keep Keep packing them until I until I'm satisfied. Gonzo, yeah. I'd love to switch gears and go to you here. So many people are talking about how this might be a buying opportunity, right? But if we're just entering a bear market for the next six or nine months, would you take the time to dollar cost average right now? I'd love to know your thoughts. Yeah, so I, I would definitely, you know, starting to, but I'm also putting money on the sideline because um, I, I think we're going to go lower, right? Like I, I'm, I've always been a believer of the four year cycle, but like I said, with, with all the hype that happened last year, I kind of got a little bit distracted on that. But I spent the weekend kind of just researching and then looking where we're at. So I do think that um, we're going to go lower, right? The 200 uh, weekly uh, moving average is at 22 for Bitcoin. And I'm just watching that because I think it'll pull the alts down lower. But like Johnny said, um, you know, for a long play, I'm looking at Casper. Uh, you know, I, I love um, HBAR. But the other one that I'm also watching, um, depending on when it starts going, um, you know, maybe below 60 cents is polygon right did a lot of research this weekend on polygon and their um partnership of uh, hermes where they bought um it's a zk roll-up basically a scaling solution for ethereum and um definitely super bullish on polygon and what they're doing uh and once they have the potential to be the first to really unlock the true potential of layer twos because the issue right now with layer twos and scaling solutions of ethereum is like Polygon is doing it like a sidechain kind of thing where they have their own security, uh, their own validators and stuff. But with the um, purchasing of the Hermes and the ZK rollups, they might be the first to be able to bring kind of like complex smart contracts or complex dApps onto a layer two. And it'd be the first time that that happens. So I'm super bullish on Polygon. I know that's like really technical and stuff, but trust me, look into it. Polygon is doing very, very big things. Very cool. I appreciate that, Gonzo and Selman. Of course, we're going to work our way down to you for some technical analysis, but I did have a couple of tweets I wanted to show our listeners here before we hop into that. We have just in 800 Bitcoin ATMs will be deployed all across America in convenience stores. And then we have this really interesting graphic showing that a ton of buying is coming in every time Bitcoin touches this twenty-five dollars to $31,000 range. It gets bought up extremely quickly. I'd love to kick it to you here, Selman. What are some of your thoughts on the long-term market of Bearcoin? Sorry, long term market of Bitcoin. Are we in a bear market or are we continuing bullish? First of all, guys, don't listen to Gonzo. He's just creating fun news here. If we're going to the moon. No, I'm kidding. Um, 
So basically, nothing has changed long term. Yes, I'm I'm thinking bearish, but here's the deal: fear and greed is super super low, and everyone now is talking about 20k, 18k. I know that the bottom is so close. We are at the bottom, guys. We could see a little bit more like shakeoffs, some wakes, but they will be bought up really fast. And even if it's going to be like a like six weeks long, eight weeks long consolidation, but like with a bearish trend, it's like just like last year. Don't forget when you see a lot of bearish news everywhere, like price predictions that Bitcoin will drop to 20K, but Bitcoin is still holding a certain level. Make sure that you accumulate because last year we've seen that too. Um, we, we've had so many price predictions, bearish price predictions, right? And nothing happened. Bitcoin was still pretty much in consolidation. So big whales were buying your fear. So that's why it's smart to dollar cost average in, but don't go all in. You never go all in. We never go all in. That makes no sense. It's like, uh, you know, trying to catch a falling knife. You need a strategy and then slowly dollar cost average in, but at smart levels, not every single dip you see, but like at very great like uh, dips where you have high price volume, where, where you know historically this has been a very strong support and resistance so that you can make smart uh, buys because even short term, you could put limit orders there and immediately it will, uh, it will be bought up and the price will go up 30% gains really quickly. So put your limit orders and just relax. Let the market come to your direction. And don't forget, the trend is your friend. Focus on the trend and you're going to be, you know, killing it. 100% Selman. And I'm not sure if you have any technical analysis. If you want to, feel free to share your screen now. But while you're pulling that up, I do want to tell a quick story this week. And I talked to one of my friends. He's a guy in his late 70s and he was talking about the market overall, right? And he's like, he's been navigating within the stock market for 50, God only knows, maybe 60 years now. And he had $20,000 he wanted to put all into quant. And the conversation that we had to have was, although these are great buying opportunities, they're going to be around for a while. And the best approach that you can take is not going all in like you just talked about someone and taking that $20,000 and buying at these low prices because nobody knows what the sentiment is going to be three months from now. Could we be bullish? Of course. And we're prepared for that. But if we're bearish, you want to have that cash on the sidelines so you can make those bigger buys at extremely low prices, whereas right now, I do think we're just in a bearish trend and we're going to continue to, to uh, consolidate. Someone, I'd love to hear your thoughts. 100%. And if you guys know my exit strategy, my portfolio is always, I, I hold 10% cash no matter what. I know like how to dollar cost average in weekly, right, at smart levels. But still, no matter what, I leave my cash reserve just in case, right? And what if Bitcoin really drops to 18000 You don't want to miss out. So it makes sense to dollar cost average in with a great plan, but then still leave some cash to the side no matter what. You're not going to become a millionaire if you invest that money right now. So leave it there like a couple, couple bucks. You determine how much. It doesn't have to be 10%. But when the market drops, you can really take advantage. So I'd like to share my screen real quick and, and um, explain awesome. um, basically what I'm expecting here. So... First of all, Bitcoin is pretty much at a support resistance zone. So um, basically like 29,500 on the daily has been a very important level. Now we conquered it last time, but, you know, got rejected at 31,000, 32,000 uh, overall is a very big resistance zone. Um, so keep that in mind on the weekly. So right now we are in this zone uh, where we like we have huge price volume like in the past great uh, price volume so we can go back to the daily and let me show you that area i mean that wick is fantastic selman how quickly it got bought up on that dip it's unbelievable and johnny crypto has been reiterating that since day one when we saw it last july we dipped down just above twenty nine thousand, and that was bought up so quickly we thought we'd see the same thing and that's what we're looking at here yep so uh, basically about the dip let me show you something uh, it's a little lagging today but let me show you first of all we got you know, we talked about the EMAs, right, on the weekly. By the way, this is the first time ever that Bitcoin closed seven weeks red um, Wow! in a row. So this is the very first time. Now, what's happening now? Um, of course, if we can hold the um, 29,000 level, unfortunately, there is a chance that we really dropped to 27K. So it is very important. Like, And probably we might see it coming. 
I'm not going to say like, hey, buy now, like 30K is the top. I'm not going to say, hey, buy at 27K. But basically sitting on top of the 200 EMA makes sense to get in here to dollar cost average in. But on the monthly, actually, the week here, that was no surprise. If you go to the monthly, we talked about it too. The 50 EMA has always been the bottom since end of 2014. This was the cold bear market, the bottom here. And, you know, we're approaching it. We could even go a little lower. So, uh, or maybe this time it's going to be different. I don't want to do these predictions. All I can tell you is it was a perfect touch. And this is what I want to tell you. If you leave some cash on exchanges, you can put limit orders at these strategic levels and you don't have to um, check out nonstop if, you know, like you hit the targets or not. Literally let the market, you know, come to you. So put them there smart. It's the money that you you would um, like huddle no matter what, like that's your cash reserve. But instead of just holding them, holding it, you can literally put limit orders at smart levels and just wait. I mean, you're still keeping the money and storing the money. And maybe you're lucky enough to get some very cheap Bitcoins. So this is important. Now, currently, of course, RSI, et cetera, is also um, pretty much oversold, which is great. But I want to look at the Binance futures chart. You know, we've been talking about it nonstop that it was at 3.64, that, you know, liquidation is going to continue, going to continue. And what happened? Boom, we dropped to 25K. And guess what? Now it's below 1.5. So 1.45 actually gives me good vibes. It, it tells me that the, the, uh, the amount of long positions open has decreased. So less and less, you know, uh, people are understanding that you know we are in a bearish trend they're getting scared they want to close their positions or are forced to liquidate their positions right so close their positions so um overconfident investors are not confident anymore or less and less you know losing hope so this is great news anything below 1.5 is great but anything close to one but still positive is great this is so that's why you know Maybe there's going to be a little bit more liquidation could happen. But like when you see that number drop to um, close to one great buying opportunity as it signals that the market is pretty much like um, pretty much filtered uh, that the market filtered out all the long positions, all the high leverage traders, all these um, pump and dump guys. They're all like like we, we kick them out and now the market is pretty much in blood. And now it's time to buy, right? So that's why, you know, we are very close to it. Dollar cost averaging makes sense now. But like I would still uh, put some limit orders below at 27K for Bitcoin and for all coins, you know, at strategic levels. And um, I think everybody's going to make a great, um, yeah, great trades, great investments these days. Awesome. Thank you, Salman. We really appreciate that. I did see that we had a record for longs on, on Bitcoin right now. So what are some of your thoughts on that? Because we do have so many people who are overly bullish and overly bearish. My personal sentiment is we are relatively close to the bottom, but I'd love to hear some quick comments from you. Um, so there was a huge stable coin inflow into the markets um, two days ago. So I'm expecting like, you know, e even the dollar, the tether dominance is pretty much like topped out. It looks like it's going to break the support and drop. So that bearish move for tether dominance is of course bullish for uh, cryptocurrencies so i'm waiting for that plus um it whenever fear and greed dropped to less than 10 it was always strategically a great buying opportunity because you know we never seen lows uh, like anything below five so the sentiment after all you know even the bearable bull posted it right it was a great uh um, great post that, you know, everybody's now doing price predictions more to the downside than to the upside. And then you see like pretty much people are giving up regulation hits, all of that and fear and greed. Someone, if I could just jump in really quick. I just want to yeah. I just want to let our listeners know on Wednesday of this week, we have a massive announcement. I meant to mention that at the end of Friday's episode, but we have the bearable bull joining us on this show Wednesday morning. We are going to cover XRP, Quant, HBAR, Post in the comments what you want us to ask the bearable bull. We'll make sure to pick a couple of those questions and run them by him live. But I do want to switch gears here and go to Gonzo. Gonzo, what are some of your thoughts before we hop into our first article for today? Yeah, I think, you know what? I think it's just important to keep an open mind, right? Because time is going to tell us, right? Is 25 the bottom, right? Or can we go lower, right? 
So as long as you're keeping an open mind and like we're saying dollar cost average, you're not going to time the bottom exactly. But if you're, you know, you start buying, you know, continuously, then that average is going to drop down. Right. I think the interesting part about the four year cycle is this, is that before Tuesday, right? So the previous two bull runs, we've had an 85% pull down on Bitcoin and then an 86 or vice versa. Right. So we were ahead of schedule on that on Tuesday when we hit 25 K that put us exactly on pace if we're going to have that 85% correction, right? We don't know because we didn't get that euphoric bull run at the end. You know, we just went up to 69. So maybe 25 is the bottom, right? Um, or maybe we go lower. But I think it's important to keep an open mind about it and just implement your dollar cost average because again, you're not going to time the exact bottom. We're not going to time the exact top. But like, like we're all saying, I think the sentiment that we all share is that we're getting pretty close. Right. And we're not saying it's going to happen next week, but um, as we go through the year, like we don't know what's going to happen in June when the Fed does their other announcement. Like you said, abs last week, they're going to start um, selling some of their assets. Like if inflation actually ends up coming up higher. Right. Th there could be all these different narratives that can pull the market down even more. So we'll see what happens. But it's important to keep an open mind uh, and, and then just implement your strategy. 100%. And Gonzo, what we're showing on the screen right now is first generation, second generation, third generation, and fourth generation Bitcoin investors. And the first thing that sticks out to me is the massive difference between each and every level here. First generation Bitcoin investors, average buy-in was $1.3. Second generation was 650 Third generation was 8700 And fourth generation was $43,000. I can only imagine that fifth generation is going to be well into the six figures. Johnny Crypto, why don't you tell us your thoughts and then we'll hop into our news for the day. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, this is what we talk about when <clears throat> getting into technology before the rest of the world knows what it is, right? And for those folks who bought in a dollar thirty, if they didn't sell it to buy pizzas, you know, they're probably sitting on a, a shit ton of cash right now. They're probably multimillionaires or billionaires for that reason. But getting back to kind of like where we think the whole market's going, you know, I, I, I agree with the team here. I think we're going down. I think we're gonna bottom out in July. You can't you can't get around human um activity and the bottom line is people you know the old saying selling may go away people go away for vacation and people are starving starving right now for vacations because of covid that we just went through that people are going to want to get out there and enjoy their lives and have a good summer so that's what's going to happen people are going to go away in may you're going to see the prices come down i think we'll bottom out uh in july Maybe we'll see somewhere in that 20-ish, low 20-ish range. Maybe, maybe not. But whatever, wherever we, we see, I think we'll see that bottom in July, and then I think we'll start to turn the corner. So, again, continue to DCA in. Don't put all your bags in. But between now and July, I'm going to just DCA every single week from now to July, and then we'll see where we go from there. That's, that's kind of what I'm thinking of. Awesome. And we have 185 live listeners out there. So show us some love, smash that like button. All social medias are linked below. And if you're looking for a deeper, more fundamental understanding of the crypto market, the best place to do so is at the 3T Warrior Academy, where you get to look at the crypto market from a mindset standpoint, as well as having a community of like-minded individuals doing the same thing you are. But we're going to hop into our first article, which is some bullish news today. Veteran investor Bill Miller remains bullish on Bitcoin and confirms he has a lot of BTC. He insisted that investors should put some of their liquid net worth into cryptocurrency. This man is worth well over a billion dollars and is well established in the traditional markets. Now he's shifting away from the traditional markets and into Bitcoin because he sees the clear utility of these currencies. He explained that if Bitcoin goes down to half its current price, he wouldn't be surprised due to its volatility. However, he would grim because he owns so much of it. Somebody asked him straight up, are you selling any Bitcoin or have you sold any? The short answer is no. I would love to start off with Gonzo here. How do you feel about billionaires continuing to not only back cryptocurrency, but double down saying they're not selling into this dip? Yeah. So, you know, we talk about this all the time about following the money. And so when you see that the billionaires are, are buying this asset, whether it's Bitcoin or maybe one of the other layer ones or what have you, or these hedge funds, um, you should pay attention to that. Right. And, and you should follow suit. Um, now, uh, it's hard for us to tell if he's being honest and he hasn't actually sold anything. Right. But like, if you're, you see sailor, he talks about this all the time, right. With that, that they're not selling their Bitcoin. And, and if you see how smart money works, they never sell their assets, right? What they do is they take loans versus their assets and then they invest that money. They make more money and they pay off the loan and then they keep the profit. 
So coach talks about this all the time is that, you know, billionaires and the smart money think very differently than the retail investor. And this is a perfect example of that, right? Of buying their assets and then not selling them. A hundred percent. And there's another great quote here where Miller was also asked if he thinks Bitcoin is a buy at $29,000. And he stated, I haven't heard a good argument about why you wouldn't put 1% of your liquid net worth into Bitcoin. Johnny Crypto, the floor is yours. Yeah, I agree with him. Um, yeah, I just literally bought some Bitcoin this past weekend. I think buying in the 29 range is, is a good buy. It's a good starting point. I didn't go all in because I, I want to DC in because I think it is going to go lower. But if it does, then it's okay. I don't mind putting the first stake in the ground at 29, maybe another stake at 25, 23, 20, somewhere in that range. If it happens to go down, if it doesn't, that's okay. I'm, I'm happy with starting at 29 and then just going. If it goes the other way, then you have to grab it. But I think it is time. I've come to the realization it is time to have some Bitcoin in my portfolio and I want to start putting it in as well as some more Ethereum. And I wanted to start off with some bullish news this morning because we are going to cover some more serious topics such as people calling for a U.S. recession. But I want to reiterate that institutions and billionaires are continuing to move into cryptocurrency and this thing is just getting started. But with that being said, I do want to hop into our next article for today, which is Goldman Sachs Blankfin, I don't know how you say his name, advises companies and consumers to prepare for U.S. recession, says it's very, very high risk right now. The Goldman Sachs chairman and former CEO has warned that companies and consumers should prepare for a recession in the U.S., stating the risk is very, very high. He worked as the CEO of Goldman and Sachs from 2006 until September of 2018, and he was asked blatantly, do you think we're headed towards a recession? His answer was, we are certainly heading that direction. It's certainly a very, very high risk factor. And if I were running a big company, I would be prepared for it. If I was a consumer, I would also be prepared Johnny Crypto, I want to go back to you and then head over to Selman. What are some of your thoughts on us inevitably heading into a recession? We had so much printing going on, so much profits. I remember the days when if you made 20% in the stock market, you were a wizard. Now you're an idiot. So what are some of your thoughts on what it means as these markets continue to grow? Are we going to inevitably have larger and larger recessions? I mean, it's funny because the Fed creates all these things. They create the inflation and they create the recession by the by the way they control the monetary policy. So there's no way to avoid it. Yes, we're definitely going to go into a recession because they're going to stop. There's no more money coming into the market. They're going to take money out. Food shortages come in. All different types of things that are going to happen. Uh, the dollar being completely overinflated and being dropped by other nations. I don't know if you saw the other day, but yesterday, I meant to send you the article so we could talk about it today, but I forgot. The IMF just bumped up the SDR basket of the Chinese yuan. The yuan is becoming more prominent of the SDR basket. And we'll get more into that in another show, what that means. But the reality is, yeah, I think there is going to be a recession coming. Um, you're not hearing a lot of people talk about it, but they're just going to start that now. And I, and I think that's part of, you know, Shemitah's coming. As well, right at the end of it, so we know that usually tends to go down. So yeah, I expect sometime this year in October is we're going to start to see things get really, really ugly, and um, housing market's going to crash. There's no way to stop it. It's already happening as interest rates go up. Housing goes so housing's going to crash. Money's come out of the market. Food shortages. It's just it's going to be. I think it's going to be ugly, boys. And I really think it's just getting started. He said we have something like eight percent inflation going on right now, and some of that is transitory. You know, eventually the war in the Ukraine will be over, but we have Doja Bank, Goldman Sachs, and Bank of America all calling for a recession, stating that it's very likely one will take place in the next 24 months. Gonzo, I want to go to you and then down to Selman. Do you think a U.S. recession is inevitable? And if, if that's the case, how will the crypto markets react in your opinion? Yeah, I, I, I do think that we're going to end up in a recession. Like like Johnny just mentioned, we're in a Shemitah year, right? That's going to end in September. And usually we get um, chaos in the markets, right? And so- Again, not to go back to the four-year cycle, but I see a lot of confluence, right? I see a lot of narrative with the recession, where the economy is going, the housing market crashing, right? And and if you follow the four-year cycle, if we're on pace, the bottom will be in November, right? So I see a lot of confluence with the recession, the economy, the housing market crashing, and then it being a Shemitah year, and then it ending, and then causing some kind of financial collapse. Um, I could definitely see where the crypto market could be very, very down because BTC could be very, very down, right? Like I said, we're going to take it by day, day by day and see. But like I said, that's what we've been talking about, starting your dollar cost average strategy, right? And then always like like G saying, keep 10% on the sideline for if we get down to those prices, you know, you're ready to go. But I don't, I don't think it's anything to fear um, because it's going to, it's going to, 
the way I see it is opportunity, right? This is what we've been waiting for. For the people that got into the markets last year at the end of 2020 and felt like they missed out, like we're going to end up seeing prices that we haven't seen since the beginning of the last cycle, right? And so it's a perfect time to, um, to, to, to get involved and start investing. And Gonzo, I want to stick with you here because you said something so important. Typically, the bottom of the bear market will come 12 months after the peak of a bull run, right? And the bull run will end in euphoria. The bear market will bottom out in total and complete fear. We do feel like we're in complete fear right now, but you brought up something very interesting. If the bottom of the bear market is going to come in November, it's like we've been talking about this entire show. Begin your dollar cost average process, and we're going to continue to see lower prices Although they may not be much lower than we, where we are today, they definitely won't be higher. And if we can anticipate that going forward, we can navigate this market the best way possible. So I want to stick with you. How do you think a lot of these altcoins are going to react over the next six months if we do see Bitcoin go down to the $21,000, $20,000 range? Um, I, you know, they're coming down, right? Because I think a lot of them, if you look at them, they're like at 80 85%. This is where we start to see you know, 90 to 95% corrections. And then you see those projects that didn't have any utility or didn't have a solid foundation, this is where the market kind of um, cuts out the fat. And then we're going to see some of these projects go away. And it's nothing new, right? The, the, uh, talking to Mario, right? That was in the last cycle, right? There were a lot of projects that were in the top 20 or whatever that are no longer here anymore, right? I think it's part of a regular um, cycle that we go through. So um, as we go down, a lot of these projects won't be able to sustain, right? The metaverse stuff, right? It's going to be really, really important if you're going to invest in metaverse stuff that it's like projects that are sustainable, right? That um, things like Gala, right? We know our top two are Mana, and uh, which is Decentraland, and then Sandbox, which is Sand, right? So it's going to re be really important because you could see that we started to see this narrative that everybody and their mother was coming out with a metaverse, right? But some of those projects are going to go away, especially in a bear market. So it's a way for the market to kind of cut away fat. And so definitely they're going to come down. Many. But again, it's opportunity, right? That's all I see is opportunity. And you brought up something important too, which is Sand and Mana are the two biggest decentralized, or sorry, metaverse projects going on right now. And they're both built on Ethereum. But Johnny, actually, sorry, we haven't heard from Selman yet. Selman, I'd love to hear from you about what you think about a global recession. You do not live in America. So me, Johnny, and Gonzo all have our own sentiment. But you being a European, are you in the same fear? And do you believe the same things we do? It's the same. It's the same here. All I want to say is, guys, um, Goldman Sachs is also known for calling um, calling extreme um, bearish price predictions during a dip. So um, at the dip right now, talking about that pretty much tells me, um, because historically they always done that. And um, that's why I would say the, we bottomed. Because, you know, a bearish trend, yes, I also believe recession is coming, but it will come in waves, right? We go up and down, up and down. And currently during the dip, they pretty much, in my opinion, want to buy your uh, your Bitcoin, your cryptocurrencies. And that's like the perfect uh, tool for them to create fear in the markets and to scare um, retail investors away. And then when it goes back up, we told you it's going to go to 100K this year. Kind of like that. This is a scenario. And if you check out the Bitcoin rich list, and there is one whale I'm always checking out because that guy, I don't know, like he's buying the dip and selling the pre-top. Like it looks like he is manipulating the market and, and directing the market. And hey, so you found guy, Johnny Crypto's account, huh? Yeah, Johnny Crypto's account. And that guy purchased a lot of Bitcoin the last couple of days. So I just want to let you guys know. That's, in, that's important to know. It definitely is. And if you're enjoying this content, show us some love. Smash that like button. 220 live listeners out there. We're going to continue bringing you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics on a daily basis. And of course, I want to remind you guys, on Wednesday of this week, the Bearable Bull will be joining our program. But we keep talking about how this market was saved in 2020 by a flood of liquidity that came from the Fed, right? We are not going to have that this time. But what we may have is a flood of institutions loading up and entering this market all at the same time. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if they did it during a bear market. So we're going to hop into our next article for today, which is actually another Goldman Sachs article stating that Goldman Sachs and Barclays invest in Alan Howard's crypto trading platform, Elwood Technologies. Now, the first thing you're going to ask is what is Elwood Technologies? Well, they did a $70 million Series A funding round so that institutions can now move into cryptocurrencies. Goldman Sachs and Barclay plan to take digital asset adoption mainstream and they're using Elwood as their vehicle to do so. Elwood's subsequent 
to the first fundraising and is now worth $500 million. Their CEO considers this fundraising as another milestone that marks the longevity of crypto and plans to provide institutional investors with crypto fund portfolios. So I want to reiterate that last sentence one more time. The main reason this was created is to provide institutional investors such as Goldman Sachs, you know, BlackRock, whoever, with crypto fund portfolios. So we're going to see more and more of that going forward. And they say the demand is there. Johnny Crypto, I'd love to start with you. How do you feel about all this new money that's going to be flooding into the market? And what are your thoughts on how it will affect everything? Does everybody see how this works? You see, so this this is exactly how they do it, right? What's, what's happening here is we got to get the pieces in place. Well, right. So get the system in place that can accept uh, in, institutional dollars, right? Put that in place, and then let's go get regulation. Bring out the regulation, roll it out, so it's all regulated. And once that's out of the way, now all the parts are in place so that these guys can come and invest. It's it's, it's brilliant. It's perfect. It, this is exactly what you want to see if you're a crypto investor like us who's in this early, because we're in before all the big money starts to flood in. So they're putting, like, this is like building a highway. So the highway's being built. The ramps are being built. They're putting everything together. Put the signs up. Get it all set up. And then bring the regulation and then open open the highway so cars can start driving on it. And the great thing is we already own the freaking highway. So this is beautiful. This is fantastic. This is exactly, this This exactly, this made my day. This is exactly. And you brought what- up something so positive, Johnny. I want to stick with you. I'm going to roll right back to you. It's that we are in the line before the sand, before these institutions come in. We always bring this up. There's zero 401k in people's, sorry, there's zero cryptocurrency in people's 401ks. There's zero institutional adoptioning happening globally. So when the floodgates open, the amount of liquidity that's going to come into this market, it's going to trump. It's going to destroy what the market is now. We are sitting at $1.2 trillion. Would not surprise me at all if in four or five years, this is a $10 trillion industry. But I want to go back to you. How do you feel about this is not only the line before the sand before institutions, but we also are before regulation. Everybody who has awareness of this market now has the buying opportunity of a lifetime. Now, that doesn't mean today, but it does mean if you zoom out and you look at the macro, which we're going to show a chart at the end of the show, this is an ideal time to start dollar cost averaging. And that's what we talk about in our community. Do not be scared by headlines. Do not be scared by narratives. The best thing you can do is teach yourself the real world utility of these cryptocurrencies and you won't be swayed by narratives. So Johnny Crypto, the floor is yours. Yeah, exactly. I don't think we should wait to the end of the show. I think we should show it right now. This is the perfect timing in that chart is this is exactly what we're talking about is right now today. And this, this, literally, this chart explains crypto right off the bat. So here we are in the days. If you're looking at the days, it feels extremely painful, right? If you're patient enough, like we are, where you're sitting here, you're going to hold for years, it's going to feel fantastic because you're going to see a great trend up. But if you really, really are super diamond-handed and patient, (laughs) then you get exponential growth. And I've been saying that for a while now because think of what's happened with the internet. When it got started in 2000s, you know, if you were living during those 1997, 98 days and you guys were in diapers at the time, but I wasn't, I was living through it. It felt exactly like this. It was in days, right? And you're like, holy shit, one day you're up, one day you're down, you're panicking, right? Well, if you had held for 10 years, you would, you, you know, by, by, by 2010, you would have done pretty well. If you had held Amazon till now, you would have gone from $17 and not be a dumbass like me and sold my Amazon at 27 thinking I was great. Hey, I made $10 profit for sure. I thought I was... I thought I knew my shit. And the fucking thing's sitting at $3,000 right now, right? So that's what I'm talking about. We're going to go through that again. And this is why it's so super important. This is why I'm super happy. Like everybody's panicking. I'm not panicked because I'm looking at, my eyes are focused on the third chart. I know that's coming. You have to be patient. If you're patient, you're going to get well rewarded. So this is a great chart. I think Abs, you actually posted this thing. But this is where we're headed, boys. This is the kind of market crypto is going to give us because of the technologies and the real world solves it has. Everybody should be super excited. I know I am. Gonzo, I want to go to you next year. Even if we look at the year's chart, I mean, it really doesn't look too bad. I definitely take that any day of the week. But Johnny brought up something really interesting was that he sold Amazon when he thought he had a massive win. He made $10 on every share at $27. And he was a genius back in 1999. But as we can tell, if we just wait and held a lot of these projects, which is exactly what this market is going through now, these things are going for pennies on the dollar. And I don't even think that's far enough. I'd say it's fractions of a cent on a $100 bill. I think a lot of these projects are going to be 100x what they are today if we look at a decade from now. And we're just getting started. So Gonzo, the floor is yours. 
Yeah, I, I love like I love Johnny and his energy. You notice the more excited he got, the Italian came out. He's like, "Hey, forget about it!" Hey, like he got all excited. I love it. I love your energy, Johnny. Um, yeah, like we we talk about this all the time, right? When in doubt, zoom out, right? If you look at these markets, even like uh, looking at the daily, the monthly, um, even the yearly, when you're looking to the right. It's just like the decade thing shows it's all just moving up. Right. And it's just important that you understand and that you're a fundamental investor, right. That you're investing in technologies that you know are going to be around in the future. Right. Like the ISO tokens, quant H bar, you know, you're going to hear us talk about them time and time again, but it, it's really important. And then also having that long-term time horizon. Right. But like, like, like the chart shows in the day to day, you might get some price appreciation and then it goes down and then you get more. So you have to have a long-term time horizon of a few years to get real, real appreciation. You see this all the time with like people that um, invested in like Quant or Avalanche or even Chainlink on the moves that they made, but it took them uh, a couple years to do it. And a lot of them talk about like, yeah, they made a profit, but if they would have held on, you know, they would have made even a bigger profit. So yeah, it's important to know what you're investing in, investing in the right ones, right? And then just keeping them long-term. Always, you know, de-risk, take your initial profits out so that you're less emotional about it. Uh, and then always like leave some on the side there for, for the future of what, what's going to happen. And if this previous, if this bear market we're experiencing right now has taught us anything, it's that if your project's a top 10 project, it's not safe. It's not a risk averse, right? Because even just a couple months ago, I would tell people, if you're buying you know, a top 25 cryptocurrency, you're making relatively safe investments. Well, I've had to change my sentiment on that because I believe that when regulation comes in, even a lot of the coins that are in the top 100, I would say about half of them are going to be regulated out of existence. Now, if we stay in the top 10 specifically, I think there'll probably only be one or two there that ends up going away. But I'd love to go to Selman here. What do you think will happen when regulation rolls in? Because we are going to address regulation in our next article. And I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on what cryptocurrencies you think will survive that process. What are your thoughts, Summon? Um, I know that XRP, XLM will definitely, most likely, uh, along with Ethereum uh, and Bitcoin, will survive it. And um, since, you know, I'm working on NFTs, I can tell you one thing. A lot of NFTs will be washed out. They're gone. And, and definitely so many cryptocurrencies as well, because um, a lot of, you know, a lot of them have, you know, it, it's not conformed with, with uh, the legal aspects, with regulations. So I think especially in the U.S., uh, many, many cryptocurrencies or, or let's say many NFT projects could could definitely not operate, but they still do. So that's going to be definitely a huge, a big concern. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely... Uh, expecting regulation regulation will definitely bring um more more stability also so that we can avoid these future luna um luna incidents or accidents uh, but on the other side i feel like the projects that are definitely going to be here after regulation those will see huge huge um support by investors uh, by institutional investors because they are waiting like some of them are already investing, but many people are super scared, like uh, the, especially the baby boomers, right? Like there is something happening now. After regulation, you'll see how institutions um, will come in and, and, and conquer many cryptocurrencies. And if you are getting in right now, there is a very high chance that you, you, you can you know reserve your spot there after that parabolic run in the future. A hundred percent. And something that I think we often forget is that when regulation comes, all that liquidity that's spread evenly or not evenly, but spread across the market, which is over 20,000 currencies is going to be squeezed into a select few, whether it's a hundred or 50 or whatever the number is, all of that liquidity is going to come into a certain number of projects. And that liquidity is going to be huge for growth, huge yeah, for gains. And it's going to yeah. be institutional money. Go ahead. Hey, that's why, you know, people are talking about like all coin season, all coin season. We always experience all coin season. The fact uh, that we have so many different coins on some um like some numbers say we got more than 35,000 coins like CoinGecko tells me like something around 20 right but um nft market took billions of dollars away from the cryptocurrency right so uh, actually we've witnessed so many uh altcoin seasons especially ape the ape coin uh land sale board ape land sale right took 300 million dollars instantly 
I mean, that money could go into VeChain and imagine what kind of pump you'll see for VeChain then. So all I, all I want to say is we've been experiencing all season all the time. But after regulation, yes, you're 100% right. I also uh, believe that money will flow into these regulated coins and that's going to cause a great alt season for these coins. That's some great insights, someone. And I do want to say 226 live listeners, show us some love, smash that like button. All social medias are linked below. We're going to continue bringing you the most relevant and impactful crypto related topics on a daily basis. And this Wednesday, we have the guest of all guests, the bearable bull will be joining us. We'll be sure to hit him with the hard questions on HBAR, Quant, and XRP, as well as XLM. But please post in the comments what you'd like for us to ask the bearable bull. We're going to pick three questions that you guys show and ask them live on our performance. So very excited for that. We're going to hop into our next article for today, which is global regulators consider launching a joint body to coordinate crypto rules. Now, I want to reiterate this. This is bullish. So stay with me here, people. Top executives at the International Organization of Securities Commission discussed cryptocurrency regulation this week. Members of the global organization regulate more than 95% of the world's securities in more than 130 jurisdictions. They are likely to launch a joint body within the next year to better coordinate cryptocurrency regulations. And this is just another step in the right direction for retail investors like us. We had a really interesting statement down here that says, I do think now it is seen as one of the three C's, COVID, climate, and crypto. It's very, very important that we get these things under wrapped and that we regulate them correctly. But they did have one more powerful statement before we kick it to Johnny Crypto here that says crypto has gone up the agenda and become one of the three key areas authorities are focused on. So I do think this is bullish for overall sentiment in the market. What are your thoughts, Johnny? Absolutely. This is exactly what we want to hear. These are the kind of stories we'll continue to hear as the, 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 the big boys are starting to bring, they know they have to bring regulation to it. I love the three C's. That is fantastic. And I don't care about the first two because they're both bullshit. But the one that's important is crypto, the third one. And so that's the one we want to see happening. These are the kind of conversations I want the governments to be talking about. I want agencies to be talking about. I want congressmen to be talking about. I want everybody talking about regulation. Because the more they're talking about it, then the sooner they're going to bring it. And the sooner they're going to bring it, the sooner the institutional money comes in, sooner 401k money comes in. And guys, there's trillions, trillions of dollars in 401ks alone in <laughs> institutional money that's going to come into this market. So you almost, I mean, yeah, you can pick the wrong ones, but you almost can't. But because a lot of these are going to go away, right? A lot of these NFT projects are not NFT projects. These are what I call. Bernie Madoff scams. What happens is when you're in this kind of a new market, no, let's face it. When you're in a new market, there are thieves in the world and they're always going to create scams to take advantage of the hype until it gets regulated. And that's exactly what's happening. A lot of the rug pulls are designed to be a rug pull to steal people's money because they know there's no regulation yet. Well, that's going to go away soon. Now, Selman's project on the hand is not a rug pull, right? You got good quality people behind. It's a whole different story. That's the kind of project you want to invest in. The problem is if you're out there and you're navigating the space, trying to find Selman's project versus a, another one, you know, that's where you need to know the game so you know how to find the right projects. But this is freaking awesome. Everybody should be excited. Hold on to your money. You saw the decade curve. You saw the years curve. There's a ton of money coming into the space. There's a ton of money coming in. I can't wait. Oh, go ahead, Gonzo. No, I was just going to say, you know, it's important to note here, though, that look what the number two is. It's climate. And, and that's really important because you can see where the narrative is going. So now when we're talking about investing and what cryptocurrencies are going to survive, you're going to see it's going to be a climate narrative. Right. And so now you can see with Ethereum doing the merge and being ninety nine point like nine, whatever it is, more energy efficient, you can see the narrative to attack Bitcoin now, right? But you can see where these cryptos like Algo, HBAR, that are going to be truly like eco-friendly, right? Or energy efficient, that's going to be a huge thing because they're telling you right here. So when we talk about what cryptos will be here in the future or what blockchains will be here in the future, um, I promise you it's going to be the ones that have a climate narrative attached to them. Yes, Selman, and I want to roll right over to you, man. What are your thoughts on this article as a whole? And I want to actually bring this up. Shout out to the Node Defender real quick, because he always talks about how there's going to be no new money flooding into the markets to save us from a bear market, right? But this could be the money. This, this standard right here, setting guidelines, clear regulations for global markets to move into crypto could be the flooded liquidity that we need to pull us out of a bear market. Selman, what are some of your thoughts? 
Yeah, sure. Shared similar to that statement actually on Twitter as well. In my opinion, there is even five C's in total. So the first C created fear, created actually a perfect setup so that they can build on top of that, right? People, you can uh, actually implement something best when people are super scared. So you, basically they give you the right to do anything you want. And then the second one, I believe, is the crypto regulation. The third one is CBDCs. And then way more dangerous than the first C word will be climate change. Climate change will be hell, guys, I'm telling you. And last but not least, China. China is going to be the fifth one. It's going to be um, very rough times in the next decade, in my opinion. Um, but this is based on my research. But all I can tell you is, hey, you and I, we can't defeat it. We can't do anything about it because it, it people are not activated. With like, um, But our goal has to be not to become... I mean, you could become the Neo, but it's better to become the Morpheus to go out and find the Neo, right? You need to go out and activate people. So what I want to do, what I actually want to tell is you and I, we can't do anything against Johnny Crypto's elite. What we can do is we can actually, we can see the future where we're heading and we can invest right now to build wealth for ourselves. And then with the mindset, with the wealth, we go out and help our family, our friends, our communities. So slowly go out, become the Morpheus and activate others. But in order to do that, you need to activate first. So if you don't activate, if you sleep on this, your friends, your communities, everyone will sleep on that. So feel like you need to be, you need to save the world. If you believe in that, trust me, in the future, everybody's going to build generational wealth. Everybody's going to be happy and own everything. Don't forget that. Salman, so I just want to stick there for one moment because I had a personal experience when we were having some private discussions as a group. And I said that every single time a good thing has happened in my life, it's come through growth and it's come through pain. Growth doesn't come without deterioration of something else, right? You have to break down the old fundamentals to build the new ones. And I think that's what we're experiencing now. Everybody wanted these low prices. They wanted this opportunity to accumulate during a bear market. And then the bear market rolls around and everyone scatters away and moves into different markets or they get too bearish and they avoid crypto. I guarantee you one thing. In five years, 10 years, whatever the time frame is, the prices across the board are much, much higher than they are today. And the people who dollar cost average during this time are going to be happy. But we have a very, very exciting clip I want to show you guys with just five minutes left in the show. We have Michael Saylor commenting on what Kathy Woods had to say. Kathy Woods called for a seven-figure Bitcoin by 2030. And Michael Saylor had some comments of his own. We'll hop right into this clip and then get some comments from the group. Spoke with uh, Kathy Wood on stage at the Bitcoin conference. One of the things Kathy said when she was talking with you is she expects a million dollar Bitcoin by 2030. How do we get there? For those out there who are really shaking with these prices right now, uh, how do we get to a one million dollar Bitcoin by 2030? Do you think that's possible as well? And she said that I thought she's so conservative. Like, <laughs> I thought, I can't believe she said just a million in front of this audience. But, but uh, that was just my reaction. It's kind of interesting. Other people have different reactions. Do you think um, more than a million U.S. dollars by 2030? I, 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 don't, I wouldn't put a date on it. Okay. But I think it's worth more than a million. And that's exactly what we just talked about here. I'm going to turn my microphone down so I don't hurt people's ears here. But it's exactly what we've been talking about through this whole conversation. As this market continues to evolve, these short-term recessions or short-term bearish trends are going to be looked at as buying opportunities like they're looked at in the past. And Michael Saylor seems to think a $29,000 Bitcoin is going to be worth over a million dollars, even though he wouldn't put a date on it. I will and say 2030. Gonzo, I want to go to you first. Do you believe flat out, straight up, do you believe at any point Bitcoin will be a million dollars? Hey, man, anything is possible in the matrix, right? And these guys are, are way smarter than me, Kathy Woods, uh, Saylor and those guys. Uh, I wouldn't put a timeline on it, but if you think about it, like if you break it down and, you know, we talk about regulation, if we had clarity and that influx of money that could come in, uh, it's totally feasible, right? Um, especially when we talk about regulation getting away and you brought up a really good point, Abs, is regulation um, eradicating a lot of these cryptos and blockchains and then made a focal point to where it was Bitcoin and then a handful or whatever it is, and all that money got focused, you could def you know, you could definitely see that. I, I could see that, you know. Um, 
you know, we'll see, you know, is it going to be done through the eradication of all the other blockchains and then just leaving one? Is it going to be a handful? Uh, but I mean, you think about all the money, like, especially like with retirement funds, like huge retirement funds, like different unions, it's billions and billions of dollars. And if that money came in or a small percentage of that money came in, you know, anything's possible. And um, here's what's it, really interesting, Gonzo, is that Kathy Wood stated for us to get to a seven-figure Bitcoin, and I'm going to go right back to you here, but Kathy Wood said to get a seven-figure Bitcoin, we only need two and a half percent of that total liquidity to be from institutions. So she does think that the price is going to raise from a decentralization narrative and people actually using it as a currency. What are your thoughts? Yeah, definitely. There you go. I mean, and like I said, she's way smarter than me. Uh, and so there's a reason why these guys are stacking Bitcoin and then not selling it. Uh, and, and, and it, and it might be something where maybe I don't see it in my generation, right. Or, uh, my kids get to enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? As we leave it, I, I'm a little bit older than you guys, but, uh, you know, it's definitely anything's possible. Gonzo, we look like the same age, so we won't spoil our listeners out there, but Johnny crypto, I do want to go to you. I just have another article here. I want to get to before the end of the show where we have the United Kingdom's a firm's commitment to regulate stablecoins following the Terra meltdown. This is just, we're not going to dive too deep here, but we see the US doing this. We see the UK doing this. We see global and regulatory bodies around the world saying that we need to regulate crypto and it needs to happen this year. Johnny Crypto, the UK is doing it. Japan's doing it. The US is doing it. What is Johnny Crypto thinking? 100% plan. These, this stuff doesn't happen overnight. All these countries coordinated to say, oh, we're going to have a solution that quickly. This is so right. So they... They problem, you know, as Coach always talks about, problem, reaction, solution. So they brought the problem. Now you, you saw the reaction. Now they're coming with a solution, well-coordinated across all countries. There's no doubt. In fact, the first regulation that the that Biden is talking about is actually focused on creating stablecoin, right? So that's where they're going to regulate first. No surprise that this is coming. I think that makes sense. They'll figure out how to get that going because that's really the structure where, where they want to probably drive CBDCs. Right. I heard like a U.S. digital dollar. So they're going to go that way. This this makes total sense. But I just want to touch on the Kathy Woods thing real quick. You know, she talks about a million dollars and uh, <clears throat> Sailor has actually said he believes it can be as high as five million. He didn't say it right there, but he actually has said that. You know what? These guys know their shit. They're smart. I wouldn't be surprised at some point. Don't forget, after 2020, the next having I mean, after the next having it gets so small. I mean, literally, we're going to be very, very close to 21 million supply max and there'll never be any more bitcoin ever made again so that means now not say seven billion let's say three billion people all right maybe a billion people are all going to fight for 21 million bitcoin and you guys went to school you know basic economics supply and demand and there's going to be a shit ton of demand for bitcoin is only going to be 21 million ever made so yeah i can easily see someday probably by 2030 million dollars maybe even higher and that's why now's the time to start buying this stuff and Selman, I do want to get some really quick comments from you. We only have about one minute left in the show, but what they did say is that this will create the conditions for issuers and service providers to operate and grow in the UK. They're going to create an environment where crypto companies can come in and operate correctly and not be sued by the SEC. Selman, what are your thoughts? This is bullish. This is very important because our NFT project, Collecti Labs, is also going to be registered um, in a country, crypto-friendly country. So, you know, Europe is crypto friendly, but we're, uh, you know, actually planning to register our company in Dubai. But when the UK is going to do something like that, this is great news. And, and I mean, how can you sleep on such uh, innovation, right? The, unfortunately, especially the US government, they're sleeping on it. They're scaring projects away. And I think this shouldn't happen because this is a where like technology is going. The, the, New apples, new Amazons will be created, you know, will will be born in the next decade. And you want to become, you want to actually create the, the space for them, the infrastructure. And unfortunately, you know, I hope uh, the U.S. government um, get their shit together. But like, as we always say, you know, um, if you become, if you act first, you're going to make shit ton of money here in this space and you're going to change the whole game. You're going to become the whale here. So that's, that's a beautiful place to end it, Selman. Thank you so much, man. I want to say thank you to Gonzo. Thank you to GM Vesting. And thank you to Johnny Crypto. Another fantastic episode today. On Wednesday, we have the Bearable Bull joining us live. And please show us some love. Smash that like button. 201 live listeners. Spread this out there so the algorithm can let as many people see it as possible. And like we always say, Warriors, rise. Get your shit together, Get baby. Thanks for joining us today. Let's go.
<laughs> Love it. See you guys Ooh, later. Thank you. Close it out, Johnny. Make sure you close it out. Yep. Here we go, baby. Hold Is that on. McDonald's? Is that Let's McDonald's? go. The daily chart. Oh, whatever you do, just hold on, baby. We're going for a ride.